Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazzy's Travel. everybody, Jazz's online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz's Travel. This is our podcast series that explores jazz and creative music in all four corners of the globe, touching on cross-cultural projects, different music traditions and more through conversations with or about groundbreaking, innovative and visionary artists. Today, we have a special treat lined up for jazz fans everywhere, as we will travel to Buenos Aires, Argentina, and back in time to the 1970s. Resonance Records will in fact release two concert performances by piano legend Bill Evans as limited edition 2LP sets this record store day on April 23rd. These stunning recordings feature the first official release of Morning Glory from 1973 and Inner Spirit from 1979, each performed by Evans with a different trio. To talk more about these records, their historical context and the genius of Bill Evans, we reached out to Zev Feldman, the internationally recognized independent producer and co-president of Resonance Records, who among his many activities travels the world in search for lost or forgotten records. Without further ado, fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air here is our podcast conversation with Zev Feldman. Hello, Zev. Welcome to Jazz's Travel. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. What part of the world are you speaking to us from right now? I am speaking with you from North Potomac, Maryland, outside the greater Washington, D.C. area. All right. And if you look outside your window, what's your weather? What's the weather like? <laughs> it's about 60 degrees, pretty uh-huh. sunny, just the start of the day. And it's yes. going to be a high of 76 degrees here Fahrenheit. Looking forward uh-huh. to it. 
I am speaking from the west of Ireland. We have gorgeous weather here. Doesn't happen very often, so that's wonderful. A uh, great day for listening to some great music and talking about some great music, actually. Uh, we are going to be talking about some really excellent stuff that will be coming out soon for Record Store Day 2022. Vinyl fans will be very excited to hear about these Bill Evans uh, special releases. We're going to be talking about that in a moment. But first off, I wanted to kind of start off by talking a little bit about Resonance, Resonance Records. And, uh, uh, you know, just as an introduction, Zev, can you tell us a little bit about maybe the history and, quote unquote, mission statement of Resonance? Absolutely. Well, Resonance Records is a 501c3 not-for-profit foundation, a division of the Rising Jazz Stars, which uh, my boss, my mentor, my co-president at Resonance, George Claybin, founded in 2008. Uh, our, we are dedicated to preserving jazz music and also mentoring and nurturing new artists as well. But our archival projects have really caught a lot of great buzz over the last 12 years or so that I've been with the label. And it's been an exciting journey watching uh, the label grow. A lot of folks around the world know us for these deluxe curated packages that we take a lot of great pride in. And uh, Bill Evans, Wes Montgomery, uh, we've worked with a host of different artists over the years, uh, but Bill Evans is a very special one because I believe this will be our eighth and ninth release on Resonance this year with these two releases, Morning Glory from 1973 and Inner Spirit from 1979, both recorded in Buenos Aires. Actually, because, you know, vinyl is obviously going to be an important topic in this conversation, I wondered whether when you when the label was started, what was the situation there with vinyl back then? I believe it was in uh, 2008. Right. So, I mean, back then, did you could you foresee this resurgence of interest and passion for vinyl? It was really difficult to predict which way things were going. I think there's always been a fan for vinyl LPs, but we've certainly been through such an amazing renaissance period, I have to say, uh, with the comeback of the format. And I have to greatly thank the folks at Record Store Day for making that possible. Since the beginning of Record Store Day, I would like to say that we got in on some of the first releases, sometimes around maybe 2009, 2010. We actually did a whole host of EPs, and in this case, 10-inch records, such as Bill Evans' Alive at Top of the Gate. We did a couple for West Montgomery as well. And then shortly after that, we really started focusing on putting out full-length releases as LP exclusives for Record Store Day. And I think that's really where things took off for us, um, giving the fans an opportunity to get exclusively the music first on the vinyl format. But it's really been exciting watching this grow. And year after year, it's getting bigger and bigger. And it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's nice that people line up and support brick-and-mortar retail. Record stores matter so much. But to be able to uh, really make so many of these projects possible that we do has been extraordinary uh, because Record Store Day, by doing these releases, allows us to have 
a great amount of security knowing that the projects will be a solvent. It's, it's very expensive. It's very difficult when you put these productions together. Um, but Record Store Day has been a part of making that all possible. Right. And it is, I think, a global phenomenon too. Uh, both this vinyl craze and Record Store Day. And But uh, another word that you brought up earlier is preservation. And this is something that I also like to talk about because I think it's uh, very, very important. Zev, you are known for traveling uh, the world in search for lost or forgotten recordings. How did this journey as a music preservationist begin for you? Well, I really started thanks to my mentor and co-president, George Clayman, who allowed me to start traveling the world looking for recordings. Truth be told, it started in our backyard here in the United States in Indianapolis with the uh, Back on Indiana Avenue release where George sent me three times to Indiana to put the pieces together to determine what was the story and who was on these recordings with Wes Montgomery. But after that, it really grew. Um, I started traveling to Europe and Japan two times each a year where uh, we would meet with the folks that we work with over there, but also was on the hunt to find recordings. And I think really talking about Bill Evans, one of the great examples of this came around 2015 when I was in Bremen, Germany for the Jazz Ahead Conference. I had the good fortune of meeting the family of MPS Records, a, a record company that I was an enormous fan of. And I had these magic words. I met the, one of the son of the label owner and I said, great to meet you, but I have a question I have to ask you. So do you have any tapes? And that's when I discovered that the family had a studio album from 1968. But it didn't stop there, Matt. It really led to me working with archives around the world, also with the folks at INA in France, which oversee the Radio France and ORTF archives, uh, even today with the BBC and other organizations uh, globally. It's, it's turned into a global effort traversing the world, trying to find recordings that have never been out before. And George Clayman has put it very uh, interestingly. We are a museum, if you will, creating documents that will live on past our lifetime of important worth, important music legacies. And we celebrate those legacies every day with the releases that we put out. But it's been amazing traveling the world and finding these incredible uh, recordings. Exactly. And that brings us right to these uh, two Bill Evans albums that will be released on Record Store Day 2022. Stunning recordings from two different, uh, you know, time periods, uh, in a sense, both from Buenos Aires uh, in Argentina. A Morning Glory documents a concert from 1973 and Inner Spirit from 1979. And before we get into them, I know this is a jazz podcast and, and that Bill Evans is a huge name, but I never take it for granted that people listening to us know, you know, everything about jazz or everything that we discuss. So I think it's actually a good, a good excuse, let's say, to talk about Bill Evans and maybe introduce Bill Evans to people who don't really know much about him. Maybe they know they've heard of the name before and they maybe listen to some of the music. But Zev, what, what is it you think makes Bill Evans such a seminal figure in jazz history and such a profoundly influential musician? 
I think Bill Evans's music is timeless. Um, it's really inspiring music. Um, people use different words to describe the music itself, but he was a pioneer, especially of the piano trio format. And for me, it's just an adventure listening to his music. Um, and when you hear these different performances, this was a man who reached inside from within every time to give inspiring performances. He would play some of this repertoire almost nightly, but every time he gave so much of his all that these recordings, each one of them, I think are very special, but especially these recordings from Buenos Aires, uh, which had been previously bootlegged. But Bill Evans is a timeless figure in this music. He is someone that continues to inspire and he has become multi-generational. And I hope that fans will continue to discover uh, for generations to come. Having listened to a bit of theme from MASH at the beginning of the podcast, which appears on Inner Spirit, the track you just heard is Waltz for Debbie from Morning Glory. Both records will be released as limited edition 2LP sets this record store day on April 23rd and will additionally be issued on CD and digital download on April 30th. But for now, let's get back to our chat with Zev Feldman. So let's talk about Morning Glory and Inner Spirit. Before we get into the music, maybe, I think it's important and also fascinating to talk about their historical background uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was obviously a period of great turbulence in South America and also Argentina, right? Yes, that's correct. There was actually a bit of a revolution, if you will, that was happening when they came to town. And that's been captured in the narrative of the liner notes by Mark Myers and also uh, author Claudio Parisi. Uh, And you can also listen to the words themselves of, uh, for instance, in Morning Glory from bassist Annie Gomez and drummer Marty Morell, who we interviewed. Um, I certainly think that there was a bit of a backdrop of what was happening at the time when they were down there. 
But you can tell also, uh, whenever I think about, you know, these situations that weren't just happening, obviously, in Argentina, but in several other parts of the world, and you hear about these legendary performances by jazz musicians who would travel there, that there was something that went beyond the music itself. I also think, you know, there's a bit of diplomacy through music also. We can look back to Dizzy Gillespie and his United Nations Orchestra going down to South America um, decades prior, a decade or so prior. But the thing is that Bill Evans' music is universal. There were fans in that part of the world. And I think that it really drew, uh, provided some soothing, if you will. I, I think that there is just something that Bill Evans brought, lifting the spirits of people, um, and especially music lovers. But these were very important recordings because as far as I'm aware, these are the only two trips in 73 and 79 that they made, that he made down there with his manager, Helen Keene. And they were triumphant performances, performances that were very well received. And uh, it's remarkable that we have these documents, uh, documents, by the way, uh, made by Carlos Molero, who was the engineer of the tapes. We actually received the original tape reels uh, from a representative of his before he passed. And it's, you know, um, we're, we're lucky the document exists. I want to say also that these releases had previously been in a very limited bootleg sort of fashion. And um, because we were able to obtain the tape reels, we were able to really recapture the copyrights on these, make these official for the very first time so that the world can hear them and also bring them in a more promoted fashion so that more people are aware of them. But, you know, we have a chance at resonance of righting the wrongs of the past. And this is something very important that we were able to do. It took us some time to get the permissions to put all these together. When we do these releases, there are a slew of different permissions and copyrights that need to be acquired. Um, but I'm excited because now this music is going to live on officially. And um, as George Clavin has said to me, Zev, these are packages, these are releases that we put out that are going to live on past our lifetimes. And being a part of Bill Evans's legacy is an enormous, um, we're just so proud to be able to do that. Bill uh, is, uh, George Clavin and I are an enormous fans. He is in the bedrock and fabric of our company at Resonance Records. And we've released more Bill Evans recordings on Resonance than any other artist. And I think there's something to be said about that. And I hope the fans are going to listen to these music and will enjoy it very much. Uh, Zeb, you mentioned uh, that Bill Evans was an innovator of the piano uh, trio, uh, the jazz piano trio. Uh, in these two recordings, we hear uh, Bill Evans with two different trios, one uh, with whom he played more and perhaps is, is perhaps better known. Another one, not so much. Can you tell us a bit about these two different uh, trios uh, from uh, Morning Glory and Inner Spirit? Absolutely. From the 1973 concert at the Teatro Gran Rex in Buenos Aires, we had bassist Eddie Gomez and drummer Marty Morell. And that is a rhythm section that Bill played together longer than any other. I believe it was about seven years. And these were guys that had such an unbelievable uh, telepathic powers, if you will, the way they were able to communicate in this music. Bill had an ability to be able to communicate with the guys 
in his trio uh, and a variety of different musicians that came in and out of the band. But the 73 recording is important because, well, it, it's an amazing night and he played with these guys longer than anyone else. And it's wonderful. When we look to the 1979 recording at the Teatro uh, Generals in San Martin, Buenos Aires, uh, the Inner Spirit recording features bassist Mark Johnson and drummer Joe LaBarbera. Uh, that is an unbelievable trio as well. And I think I speak for a lot of Bill Evans enthusiasts that, you know, I loved Bill Evans in the late 1970s, around 78 or so when those gentlemen joined the fold and they have different textures and different flavors and sensibilities and things that they bring into. And again, that telepathic power exists as Bill had from playing with his uh, fellow musicians there uh, night after night. But they're really wonderful. Mark Johnson and Joe LaBarbera also went on to other wonderful things in their careers, too. But this is a very important time that captures uh, a great magic of what was happening. And uh, the music is timeless. It's absolutely wonderful. And it's amazing that we have you know, these wonderful audio experiences now to relive over and over again. Well, the, there's, there was a few years between uh, the recording of the Morning Glory uh, concert and the Inner Spirit concert. Uh, during this time, of course, especially an artist like Bill Evans can evolve musically and maybe experiment in different ways. Uh, is there any differences musically and especially uh, with the specific focus in uh, the music of Bill Evans that can be heard by listeners uh, when listening to uh, both of these albums? I think there's something you said about Bill Evans and his evolution, if you will. I think that he was always pushing what he did ahead. Sometimes when he played with different musicians, there were different results. And I think that there is definitely a difference between bassist Eddie Gomez and Mark Johnson, drummer Marty Morell versus Joe LaBarbera, just different styles. It was a, a different recipe, a different roux, if you will, that you would get with these different results of these different textures. Um, but I think it's really remarkable. I mean, for me personally, uh, the Turn Out the Stars box set is a, just to give you another example of later period, brilliant Bill Evans that was captured. He was just night after night. He could pull from within and inspire. He, he played. It was interesting to him and he gave everything that he had. Um, but I think that he was always evolving. I think that he was doing different things in the music. And I think the, really the difference here is having these two different rhythm sections, which had different textures and sensibilities to them. And they're all masters. So it's, um, it, it's quite interesting when you, when you hear these two recordings um, in 1973 and 1979, different periods in his career, for sure. Um, and I just, uh, it, it's amazing the strength and, and how glorious this music is. I don't, I, I'm, I'm in awe of all of it. Zeb, we focused on these two Bill Evans releases, but it, it occurs to me that Residents will also be releasing a Charles Mingus uh, concert, uh, a rare Charles Mingus recording on Record Store Day 2022. And I was wondering whether you could tell us a little bit about that one in closing our conversation. Absolutely. Well, Resonance Records is proud to bring the Lost album from Ronnie Scott's, which is going to be a three LP, three CD release. These recordings that were made on August 14th and 15th, 1972, featuring the great legendary Charles McPherson, uh, the late tenor saxophonist Bobby Jones, trumpeter John Faddis, the late pianist John Foster, and the legendary late drummer Roy Brooks. 
Um, this is the first official release of this music uh, that's produced in cooperation with the Charles Mingus Estate, also known as Jazz Workshop Inc., which was an organization that Charles founded. Um, these are deluxe limited edition LPs, uh, mastered at 33 and a third by Bernie Grunman, pressed by the legendary RTI, who was also pressed both of the Bill Evans releases. And we pulled out the stops. I mean, um, you know, it's a, it's a 16 LP page insert and a 64 CD page booklet with interviews by Brian, and first of all, uh, essay uh, and liner notes by the author and jazz historian from the, from the UK, Brian Priestley, the legendary writer, uh, Fran Leibowitz. We've also got interviews with Charles McPherson, Christian McBride, and Eddie Gomez. Um, but what's so special also about this, this is was supposedly going to be uh, a Charles Mingus release that sat on the shelf with Sue Mingus for over 50 years. And it's one of Resonance's longest played projects. We play them long sometimes. And what I mean by that is that we begin these conversations and they take a long time to evolve. We, we don't rush things when they happen, they happen. But I literally started speaking with Sue Mingus about these recordings and doing a release on Resonance back in 2011, 11 years ago. So it's really gratifying for us but what's so wonderful is the music is terrific and it's going to give folks a chance to hear an album that they don't have recorded in 72 in a very interesting period. And the music is absolutely wonderful. It was recorded direct to eight track via a mobile truck, which soundtrack, which was there. This was professionally recorded music and it's absolutely wonderful. And I hope the fans will enjoy but what's also incredibly significant is that this comes the day after charles mingus is what would have been his 100th birthday which would have been april 22nd so to be a part of the centenary and those plans and all this is very exciting for us we couldn't be more proud exactly and another reason why i just uh, couldn't help but ask you about it uh definitely another one that jazz fans will want to get their hands on so Zev, it has been absolutely amazing speaking with you. We at Jazzers always like to hear about what's happening in the world of Residence Records. So thank you very much for joining us and talking with us. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for all your support and to everyone out there listening. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Zev Feldman about the stellar upcoming Resonance Records releases. And I hope you will also join me again for more globetrotting conversations with or about great artists in the next weeks on new episodes of Jazz Is Travel. Who knows where we'll end up next? 
In the meantime, I also encourage you to check out more of our stellar content on jazzes.com and subscribe, if you like what you see there, for even more excellent content on jazz and creative music. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon.